On this week's episode of Friend Code, Nintendo drops a brand new trailer for Paper Mario The Origami King. The May 2020 MPD numbers are in. And with Microsoft and Sony's cards on the table for next gen, does Nintendo stay the course or do they need to change anything up? Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm your host, Michael Damiani. This week, I'm joined by Michael Huber. Yo! Brad Ellis. Achievements. Achievements, not yet. I mean, they're in-game achievements. Man, are there in-game achievements in certain games, Brad? Yeah. Uh, but Nintendo just, just not doing disrespectful, it. Disrespectful, man. Uh, we, uh, we held out for this episode, so I got to apologize. Unfortunately, this week... Uh, this episode's coming to you much later than it usually does. Uh, Wait, me, recording... I take full responsibility. 100%. No, no, actually, it's not you, Huber. No, like, it's we were, me, man. We were, we were supposed we were... to film yesterday, and I said no. But that's like that's like the last step in the long <laughs> list of things that happened to lead to this being so delayed. So it was absolutely not all of your fault. Uh, well, the I, I will episode... share the burden. Okay. Share the load. Share, share the, the load. load. Mr. Not. Uh, the original plan for the this week's episode fell through. Uh, we'll try and still make that episode happen at a later date. Um, but uh, thankfully, the, the the kind of happy outcome of all this is that there actually is some Nintendo news now. <laughs> Just have to wait till the end of the week because we did get a new a second trailer for Paper Mario: The Origami King uh npd numbers just dropped today so we're gonna be talking about that and we had the ps5 reveal event ps5 the future of gaming was uh just happened and we now know what mostly what microsoft and sony will be offering to an extent and if that's going to play any have any impact on what nintendo's going to do in the future because those are coming those systems are coming and yeah i also wanted to say if you're wondering why i'm wearing glasses right now these are not for for sight it's not a sight related thing uh one of my uh my left eye and some signs of my right eye i get really agitated uh get really agitated for i thought no reason and i found out it was like due to like the light like staring at screens for too long and stuff so these are blue light uh blocker glasses that are going to help uh with that problem so i don't get irritated eyes as much so uh protect them Got to protect those eyes. I protect them, man. Uh, but Paper Mario, let's start here. Let's start with Paper Mario, the Origami King. Uh, they announced this game last month. Uh, short trailer, revealed it. Um, there were people had some thoughts on it because of they, what they showed. I'm kind of curious to start there because I haven't ever heard what you two just in general thought about this game when it was announced before we dive into all the details they revealed in the new trailer. Uh, so I haven't really played any Paper Mario games ever. So I'm always like, when a trailer comes out, I'm always like, oh, that looks cool. It's interesting, new Mario game. But I feel like the last couple times people have been like, eh, don't really play it kind of thing with the last one, last few. But when I saw this one, I was like, oh, this looks sick, dude. Seemed like cruise around the desert. So yeah, it looks great to me right now, at least. Yeah, the first trailer didn't really do it for me. I'm like, oh, cool, Paper Mario's back. Same uh, same vibe as Brad, you know? Um, but this new trailer really, really spoke to me. I don't know if that's because I'm just an emotional wreck lately and Mario is chicken soup for the soul, but mm. everything about this new trailer spoke to me so hard because it's doubling down on exploring and and puzzle solving and bonds with companions like 
at this point in my life, this is the one exact thing I need. <laughs> so I love nice. Absolutely loved the new trailer. I'm ready to just explore well, and like solve puzzles. I mean, and stuff. the trailer gave you an idea what the hell the yeah. game is more. Totally. But yeah. I feel like a lot of people watched the last trailer and had a ton of questions, and now this definitely fills you in a lot more. Great point. Yeah. I, like they showed off all these new environments. I was like, wow, this is a big adventure. So really, really cool trailer. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, this makes me feel much better about it. But also, let, let me backpack, uh, backpack, let me backtrack a bit. And uh, your thing about bonds and characters, Huber. I think in the discussion I had with my uh, my guests in the last episode, one of the the concerns was about the, the your partners being a little too generic, too cookie cutter, essentially. And they kind of did a spotlight on the, the characters there, like the Toad Professor, uh, Kamek um you know bobby the babam giving a little bit of their backstory what they're gonna what you know what they're gonna be doing and stuff and then like olivia the sister of the origami king i'm kind of the do you think from what they saw are you actually like i mean you just talk about bonds huber do you do you feel like these are more interesting characters are you interested in these side characters start talking about or do you still feel you need a little bit more see a little bit more about them well you guys know i'm always down for an uneasy alliance <laughs> So you got the Goomba, the Bombs, and uh, and and Kamek, and and Bowser Junior there, and like mm-hmm. even Bowser seems like trapped in in yep. paper form. So super down for the the uneasy alliance vibe. Um, not really sold on the main villains, obviously, because we haven't really learned mm. about them. But I did appreciate and did laugh when we saw some of those bosses, like the, the pencils and the, t- the tape the machine. Tape. <laughs> dude, Huber, the Origami King has the Girahim haircut, dude. So just mm-hmm. channel good, that. Good call, dude. Good call. <laughs> if you remember back to the first trailer, Huber, the, the opening dialogue, the, the kind of dark, creepy tone from uh, what appeared to be Peach, but seemed like she's being controlled or influenced. If that yeah. was the Origami King speaking through her, then, you know, very That's dark, a little bit like a, a little bit of mischievous, you know, a little bit of, you know, a Loki thing going there, maybe, you know, totally. wanting to mess with you and stuff like that. It, it see like Brad, I think, hit it right. Uh, you nailed it, Brad. I think it's like a gear him vibe just a tiny bit, but we'll see maybe a little bit more. Uh, in terms of like imposing, it's just, yeah, uh, they, 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 they capture the Peach's castle has been whisked away by like those five strands of uh, the, the paper strands. You're following them. I like that. You're like, you're following them the five different ends of the world. You said there's so many different environments. They talked about like the, like the fall area, like the desert oasis. So like different areas you're going to explore in exploration. But you talked about the boss battles. I want to, I want to go there real quick, Huber. So they, one of the questions was about the, 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 the combat system. And they talked about the basic combat system, and we'll, we can get into that in just a second. But the boss battles, they showed how boss battles are going to work. And there was a lot of speculation in the last episode about they're going to use that, invi- like the real estate, that circular invite, the battle arena to its full extent. And they showed that by you having to find a path to mm-hmm. the boss by like connect, like rotating the pieces and running over certain like icons or like, uh, uh, like emblems on the floor. Uh, how do you feel about that? that like, like a kind of like a puzzle aspect, and you know that the, the what they showed for the boss encounters. I love it, man. I love turn-based battles, like for life. You know, just the strategy involved. Even when I, f- I feel like even when you're really strong in a, in a turn-based game, you still have to think about it. Like, there's 
always just thought and strategy. Uh, and I love that. And I love how it was different than just fighting normal enemies. So yeah, really spoke to me. I mean, I think it's interesting. What makes the combat system really stand out to me, or one part is what they do with the system. Like you have the base system, the circles, but they're like, okay, what can we build around this system to make it stand out? And this kind of idea of like navigating through it is a cool way to expand yeah. upon that. I'm, real, I'm really happy about that because it does show like they do even going to like, let me, the basic battle system. I think they gave enough now. They, they showed that it's not like, obviously when we have to rotate the things to line up enemies, um, just either for like jumps or AOE attacks, stuff like that. But they showed like the, like the, like a timer. You have a, a finite amount of time to figure out the solution. You have a, a like amount of turns. You don't have infinite turns. You can only like spins. You only spin so many turns. But they also had an icon for like buying time. So there's like I'm assuming your currency, your economy, Huber, is going to go towards maybe uh, I need a little bit more time to figure this out. But there's also a hint system apparently at the bottom. So I, I think this is this seems way more involved, way more strategic. And it's it feels like it's gonna be more challenge. And they kept bringing up challenge, like oh, the regular battles, uh, battles are gonna have a degree of challenge. But wait till you do these boss battles. Like we're really gonna push back a little bit on this. And I liked what I heard from that. For sure, same. Yeah, finding like weak points and stuff. He was mm -hmm. like using the stretch arms to close the pencil case. Yeah, very cool. Cool boss, dude. Colored pencils. Yeah, <laughs> it was just <laughs> like machine gun fire. <laughs> I mean, it was, yeah, it was great to see that. Like, it's, just, it's like cre the creative bosses, you know, unique things that I expect out of these games. Just, and I mean, they also showed, I think, like the powers you're going to use. Like, they showed, like, the hammer. They showed your boots. They showed the pow block. They showed the fire flower. They're, like, classic Mario abilities are going to be utilized in battle. But not only that, they did show your companions will be able to come out. It didn't seem like at will, maybe, but, mm -hmm. like, at a certain certain contextual things will allow them to participate in the fight as well. And I think that was a, a big sticking point for uh, people who are a fan of the older games is having that companion be able to join you in combat. And also the Toad stuff. Uh, I, I love this. I'm sorry to like yeah. go into another oh, tangent yeah. here. Loved but this. they showed a thing about exploration. That mm -hmm. go, go find suspicious paths and stuff. Find, bang and interact with all these different items or objects and they might become Toads. And those Toads so line the arena and at one point they toss out like a healing mushroom to you so it's, i'm assuming the more you have the better your chances of getting beneficial items and stuff so it's like a reward it makes battles i love that i absolutely love that mm -hmm. totally and like a lot of main mainline mario games go i i always appreciate and i love that they're so accessible you know like mario odyssey you can get through the main campaign with you know it's challenging but you can get through the main campaign, and then if you want to go further, you can do more like harder levels, harder stages. You know, Champions Road, Damiani. So I imagine <laughs> maybe there's like secret, really challenging bosses in this game that are optional, which would be really cool. Oh, I mean, I hope there are like secret hidden bosses. Yeah, yeah. Culex and Super Mario RPG is this. Oh, is so, that the like the Final Fantasy boss? Yeah, like, okay. with the battle theme. That, yeah. that I want. Uh, it doesn't have to literally be that, but I love stuff like that. Yeah, super um, cool. And uh, I like it when they play into like the, the weird quirky angle that it's not just like something that's difficult. It's just something out there and ridiculous looking. <laughs> and given the normal bosses we've seen in this game, I have kind of high expectations for that. One thing they showed, I'm kind of curious about your opinion on, I, I think I have an inkling of what you're going to say about this. They showed a bunch of like mini game type activities. 
Uh, they showed like the the moving target one where you gotta like shoot like the numbers in a gallery. They showed uh, another shooting thing when you're in the air or something like a like a, a aerial battle. Uh, does that type of stuff interest you, or it, 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 you know what do you think about that type of stuff in an RPG? Uh, I like that stuff as long as it's spaced out properly. I don't really like when it feels like mini game, mini game, mini game, mini game back to back to back. But I do appreciate like just quick little things. Like Final Fantasy VII has like a lot of mini games in it, but it's broken up pretty far in between each other. Mm. Same. Gotcha. What he said. The the underwater thing. I'm hoping that's more than just a mini game. Mm-hmm. So there's a part when the in the trail they show you sailing over water, like more like open yeah. environment type thing. Or, yeah. which seems like the onus on exploration. And there's a shot in here where you're clearly in some kind of submersible vehicle with like claws outside and you're zooming in on a chest underwater. Like you're going to go reach and grab it. I hope there's like more stuff like that. I, 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 that, that looks awesome. Yeah. The new trailer just really opened my eyes up to the, the exploration of this game. It just feels a lot bigger mm-hmm. than, than I previously thought. Yeah. Uh, what was it? The one arena where there's like a picture on the floor uh, I wonder if you like you solve it, like you make it look correct. You, you, I'm assuming you trigger beneficial or attributes or something like that. The, just the love, it just impresses me how much more strategy there is going to be. The, 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 the base that they sold the case that there's a lot of strategy in battle here. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's something, even if it's not exactly what you were looking for, like it's not Thousand Year Doors battle system, it's not OGP for Mario's system. I, I think it's proven. Uh, the concept's unique enough that I think I hope people give it a fair shake because it definitely looks intriguing to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to buy it. The first yeah. one I'm actually going to like buy. I, I hope I, I, I feel confident, Brad, it's going to be better than sticker star color splash. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't need this game to be like a nine out of 10 or anything like that. I can just enjoy it for what it is. I'm also, yeah, I'm loving how this is such a short lead time announced in May, second yeah. trailer in June. Love that. I don't know if we're even going to get anything else because it comes out in July. It comes out in a month. Mm-hmm. I could see like a month. one more trailer, maybe. One more like trailer, a, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I could see that for the, the doing one more. They got to keep I that momentum like, going of advertising. They, they, they've they shown a good amount, I think, at this point. I almost yeah. think they, they've shown maybe too much, but I think they <laughs> the skepticism after the first trailer, I think they needed to show a little bit more. Sure, yeah. Over. yeah. I'm just game. glad sneaking up man i'm i'm ready for this now so hi i'm a radar mm-hmm. yeah, it's like it's like this and ghost of shishima which is uh <laughs> having the two of you here this is a good uh oh, yes. you know these come out on the same day so <laughs> it's gonna be a good day uh, uh, I, i'm gonna be honest and uh I, I i'm gonna guess that ben's gonna end up reviewing this so my i think my obligation it's gonna be weird because my obligation is probably gonna be to play this to talk about this on like friend code or something but at the same time i want to play both at the same time Sure. Yeah, I, I want to go back and forth. It's like get, get, get like a few hours in and Ghost of Tsushima. Switch back the, to like Paper Mario. Paper Mario is usually a daytime game. Goes to Tsushima mm. when the lights go out. Lock the doors. Pull the curtains. Settle mm. in. I like the way you put that, Huber. <laughs> Dude, settle in. Get some settle hot in. sake, Huber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Eat sushi right before you get fully yes. immersed. Yes. Yeah. It's some green tea, maybe. Mm-hmm. Zone up. I yes. do hope, though, at some point, especially for you, Brad, uh, if you enjoy this game, um, I hope you there is an opportunity for you to go back and play Thousand Year Door. Yeah, I, that's like the one I have to play. 
I'm, I'm basically saying Nintendo, please put that on like the eShop or something. Just make it easier for people to play yeah. so they go back and get a GameCube or bust out their Wii and one of those two devices will be able to play it for you. But you need the game and it's not cheap, <laughs> not easy. It's I know. Easy to I come think uh, a couple people own it though. I've got it. Ben, ben has it. Uh, he uh, had to lend it. You to... have it? Oh, you I have it, Huber? Yeah. Oh, dang. Whoa. I didn't know that. I've got awesome. this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Huber. This guy. Huber's more the most Nintendo. legit Paper Mario fan right here. Yeah. Mario, dude. Like true. Yeah. Mario. Yeah, Mario. Mario's in the box. <laughs> Huber's buying. Yeah. Gotta buy it. I I do hope. Last thing I'll say is uh, there, there's some uh, platforming. Uh, obviously, jumping in combat. It's been a thing with Paper Mario. I did see a little bit of like you know jumping to platforms and stuff. I like that in the Paper Mario games. It's like a hint. A, a little bit of platforming to reach places that mm-hmm. you always seem to know when to do it. Like, the, 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 it's like, here, this is the spot we should do it. I'm hoping that, uh, especially coming from like Thousand Year Door and their OG Paper Mario, maybe not so much Sticker Star and Color Splash. I hope they get back to that. Even Super Mario RPG had great moments when you're jumping and stuff. A little, a little rough with the, the isometric. The, yeah, view, but, but like, <laughs> it was yeah. cool where, where they put it in. Well, ho- hoping for that for sure. And of course, um, the writing. Uh, I hope yeah. they, they nail the comedic writing tone. Yeah, so I always hear about these games. People love the writing. Yeah, like Thousand Year Door really nailed it. Even Super Paper Mario, Super Paper Mario for Wii mm-hmm. had pretty good writing. It had that famous one of like, I like to go on message boards and complain about games I've never played. Yes, no. <laughs> that's where that came from. So like, they 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 do they do yeah. know their audience a little bit. So it's kind of nice. So we'll see. But yeah, really, thank you, Nintendo, for dropping some news this week with everyone else dropping all of their, their yeah. big stuff. And, you know, it feels like this was originally supposed to be E3 week. Nintendo did say we, they were not planning to do an E3-style Nintendo Direct this week. Uh, they followed that up a, a month ago saying that they have no plans to do a traditional Direct in the near future. Sorry, Nintendo didn't say that. Uh, reports came out from other mm-hmm. sites like Eurogamer saying that they had heard that was going to be the case and so um, we're kind of in, in this holding pattern of will Nintendo drop a random trailer for a game and we'll be like, you know, we'll get your Breath of the Wild trailer. You know, it's been a year since they hope, announced dude. it. God. It's been one year since the official announcement. Uh, it's been a, uh, been a while since a, a new trailer. So, you know. It's good. Yeah, let's go. Oh, it's cooking, dude. It's Zelda cooking. games definitely cook. Zelda games cooking. are like in a crock pot, dude. They just cook for a long time. <laughs> oh yeah but until while we wait for nintendo to drop more news i mean i'm hearing hearing rumors next week uh the, the and a reminder they did say june was when they would announce and release the first fighter in fighter pass volume 2 for oh, super smash bros ultimate right we know it's an arms character we just don't know who so we're waiting for that reveal and oh. we only got two and a half weeks left in the month so okay we'll cool. see uh that'll be a great fit yeah. arms and smash that's really cool they're also planning to do uh like a, around that they did that like free access to arms i wonder if they'll do another thing for mm-hmm. that again but also uh pokemon uh the first uh dlc oh yeah content is coming out this month uh was it uh, crap it's coming out then i don't know if they're gonna they did a they did a video for it already um i just don't know if they're gonna do anything else for it if they're just gonna release it but mm-hmm. that's something else that's coming out and Hopefully Nintendo will acknowledge it uh, this month. We'll see. We'll have to see. But our next topic, something Michael Huber has to be around, whether it's on the Easy Allies podcast or Friend Code, 
It doesn't feel right when you don't have Michael Huber for this. <laughs> and that would be NPD numbers. NPD. Oh, yes. Love it. May 2020 NPD. Piscatella tweeting it out, baby. Let's do tweeting it. Tweeting out the graphs and the charts. Good stuff. I don't have any spoilers for this? Sometimes, right. sometimes the, the NPD spoilers will hit me. I got nothing. All right. Let me enlarge this image so I can see it a little bit better. Here we go. So I've got, let's go over. uh, I got the top 20 best selling games of May 2020, Huber. Okay. And let me look over it. One, two, three. Three of these games are, 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 uh, have a version on Switch or it's a Switch game. Only three of the top 10 Hmm. time are Switch games. Grand Theft Auto V. Grand Theft Auto V is number two. Number Call of Duty. Call of Duty is number one. Modern FIFA. Warfare is number one. Uh, FIFA is not in this list, but NBA you, 2K. NBA 2K20 is number four, but at number <laughs> three is our first Switch game. Mario Kart. No, it's Smash. One the, no, one of the biggest games of the year for them. Broke records. Came out recently. Uh, Pokemon, this year. Pokemon, Pokemon, Pokemon. Yeah. Animal Crossing. Animal oh, Animal Crossing. Crossing. <laughs> Animal Crossing New Horizons right. at number three. Still holding strong. Doing yeah. really well. Uh, number five is it's a multi-platform uh, game. Hubert. It's got the celebrity endorsement. Oh, Animal yeah. Crossing. I do feel like it's waning a bit. Uh, I think it's now, I, 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 unless they have a good seasonal update in the near future, I do think it's, I would personally wager it's on its downward it's on its downward trend right yeah now. i mean you can only stay in the limelight for so long yeah mm-hmm. they're not treating it as a game as a service they, they are supporting it post-launch with these seasonal events they haven't been that good not good reception mm. to a lot of these so far and people are thinking they're dropping the ball on this so uh we'll see if they have like a, a second wind in them at some point otherwise i mean it's so successful though that i think yeah, no matter what happens, yeah, cash, yeah they, they, they did they did right by it yeah. but uh Number five, Huber. Multi-platform game. There is a version on Switch. Just had a major update. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat 11. Nice. And number five. Previously, last month, was ranked 14. So it jumped up. Yeah, wow. Nine spots, baby. Uh, number this six. is oh, awesome. Sorry. Yeah, that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, originally, we were going to talk about fighting game stuff, and I wanted to talk about Mortal Kombat. Uh, and like on Switch, have you even tried this game on Switch at all? Huber, no. 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 Uh, let me ask you this: uh, Do you have any desire to play that game on Switch ever? No. If you got it for free, if you got it for free, would you play it? No, because uh, Sega Genesis, dude, it all goes back to the Super NES versus the Sega Genesis Mortal Kombat. I, I made my allegiance back then. <laughs> I am a very loyal creature. So, what do you um, play Mortal Kombat on now? What Sega well, platform do you now, play on? Now, now I'm just on PlayStation. The Sega PlayStation? The Sega PlayStation, exactly. All right, so your allegiance to Sega still yes. holds true. Okay. Hey, Just want to make sure about that. All the way through, all the way, MK Gold on Dreamcast, man. As long as no, you <laughs> held out, you held out to the end. That's what I you held said. out to the end. Okay, and then you didn't, you didn't, you didn't become a traitor. You didn't walk over to Nintendo. Yeah. You, you went to like the next. You went to the next. You know, ally. He was like, "No, we'll take up the mantle for you, the PlayStation." I got you, Huber. <laughs> So you've been loyal to the PlayStation versions ever since. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Ever since the uh, the PS2 days, man, like Deception and stuff. Mm, like that's so you. cool. Yeah. Uh, number six is a uh, Brandon Jones special. Red Dead. Red Dead Redemption Two. Dang. 
What, uh, wait, no. that was number seven? The number six. Number six. six. Wow. Number seven is another juggernaut. Um, had a installment come out that was a, a multiplayer co-op game. We played it. Uh, we played it as part of a double part, a double header for our charity stream for the George Floyd Memorial Fund. Oh, Minecraft? Minecraft. Yeah, the OG Minecraft, yeah. number seven. And finally, at number eight, Brad Ellis. Mario Kart? No, no, no. Smash? No, the, the, the oh, game. Oh, Final uh, Fantasy? Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Still oh, in the yeah. top. One from, num- there, from number one to eight. So still it there, dropped baby. from one to eight. So still in the top ten. Still going strong. That's a good thing to see. Uh, number nine, Huber, this is your specialty, the series. You love oh, the series. Easy. Uh, what? Resident Evil? No, uh, it, it, it's a big series, big environments now. Um, Assassin's Creed. Yes, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Wow. Wait, I'm, I'm surprised. I know. It went. For, it jumped from... Help, help me figure out why. I, Valhalla. I guess, the Valhalla hype. Okay. I saw a lot of people going back so and, doing, mm. and doing the DLCs because they had six giant dlc chapters okay one of which was about the origins of the hidden blade and then the other one took place after odyssey's campaign so all that stuff was really meaningful um so i think the valhalla hype got people itching to go back in and fight because it jumped from huber jumped from number 28 last month to nine wow that was a large jump and finally wrapping out the top 10 before we dive into like nintendo specific positions um, a franchise that is a massive media franchise um, just got stealth announced a brand new game Shrek. in this franchise today. We're gonna see see more of this franchise at EA play. Star uh, Wars, Battle Star Club? Wars, Jedi Fallen Order at number. Oh, 10. nice, nice. Jumped eight spots. Do you have jumped any up? idea why I would have jumped eight spots? Because that yeah. uh, maybe that they had DLC? like a patch. Yeah, like some extra content added okay. on, like new game plus and stuff. I don't know. Gotcha. Might have went on sale too. All right. Um, also, uh, didn't last month uh, Star Wars get added to Disney Plus? So maybe everyone was like feeling Star Wars, the yeah, uh, Rise of Skywalker, the so Skywalker maybe, saga. Yeah, maybe the marketing <laughs> ramped up for it. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, Animal Crossing: New Horizons was the only exclusive for Nintendo in the top ten this month. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe uh, not coming in the top ten. Fell at the number twelve spot. Oh, get it out to Boo-hoo. number 12. Get it out. Boo-hoo. And this next one, I'm glad it charted. I really would have liked to have seen it in the top 10, but I understand this game isn't triple A. It isn't uh, a big name RPG. Just came out last month, very recently. Nintendo Switch exclusive. You're playing it, Brad. Huber, we want you to play it. Yes, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Editions at number 14. That's like the third version of that game. I think this might. Uh, we'll have to see. This might be the best. It's the the version uh, version of Xenoblade Chronicles, like its best performance. Oh, um, I'll have to double check that. And finally, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is down at number eighteen. Didn't move up a few slots. Yeah, but yeah, it's Smash Mario. Uh, no more Breath of the Wild. No more Odyssey in the top twenty anymore. Uh, Breath of the Wild fell out of the top twenty. I believe it was in there last month. So it's Smash Xenoblade. Mario Kart 8 and Animal Crossing were the four exclusives to chart this month. Um, so maybe a little bit of a down month for Nintendo. I yeah, don't, but I'm it's not like, sure. man, I can't like the fact that Breath of the Wild and like Odyssey had done so well. Even it's been years since those games came out. 
And those aren't like multiplayer games that people are still playing, you know? That's a single player adventure. And it's still selling. And probably yeah. for 60 bucks too. Yeah. No <laughs> discount. <laughs> uh, let's see if Piscatello. So uh, my, uh, our friend, Brad okay. G Bomb, just, yeah. uh, he just found a Switch on Craigslist or whatever. You know, the Switches oh, yeah. are like hard to hard find to get, right now. Yeah. So he got a. Just got a switch and he bought Zelda, Zelda. Breath of the Wild first game he bought. Nice. So it's just it just keeps going, you know. Yeah. Getting switches and that's like the, the, the first place they look. I feel is Mario and Zelda. So yeah, those are those are gonna. Ha- they have such great attachment rates. They're always gonna sell. Um, even throughout the top twenty, they're still selling pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just they, they've shown those numbers before. They're 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 astronomical, especially for Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of like you said, like hard to find a switch right now. Uh, Piscatella did confirm that Switch was again the best-selling hardware platform in May, both in units sold and dollar sales. So wow. most units and most money made from it. Uh, Nintendo Switch unit sales were the highest for any individual platform in a May month since Nintendo 3DS in May 2009. Mm-hmm. So 11 years, huh? The Switch 300 for the normal version. 299, yes, 299, okay. and then uh, yeah. So for 11 years, out of the last 11 years, Switch, this year's Switch sales were the best of any platform in a month of May for 11 years. Yeah, it's crazy. So soft, yeah, yeah. They're doing pretty good, man. Year-to-date dollar sales of Nintendo Switch remain the highest of any hardware platform in U.S. history. The previous high was set by the Wii in the year-to-date period ending May 2008. So year two, the first full, second full year of, of a Wii entering in its third year, when it's like at its pinnacle, Switch is going toe to toe and beating it right now in, in like hardware sales. So the Switch hardware still yeah. doing very well. It's very appealing hardware. It really is, you know, because the Wii, I still feel like it had the motion controls, but it was still in the same ballpark technically as like a... a xbox or playstation it's this big thing that sits in your living room and the switch just being portable it just is so different it's, yeah, awesome. it's always surprising to me how many people just play that thing undocked mm-hmm. like a lot of people yeah yeah i primarily play the system undocked nowadays on my switch i play switch Lite. uh that did it's just like i like playing it now um i'm sure that will change once like paper i'll probably play paper mario on like docked and stuff like that be the first one i feel inclined to play before i give you the top 10 switch you know portable mode though good for grinding yeah Yeah. like that's yeah like (laughs) remedial stuff i never i feel so good about doing remedial stuff like in handheld mode and portable (laughs) mode so it's it's like made for that type of thing so right here uh so before i give you the top 10 uh switch games of of the month uh, there was a note about Mortal Kombat 11 because I know you're a huge Mortal Kombat 11 fan. Yeah. And I'm absolutely right, kidding about not playing on Nintendo. I totally would. It's just if I have the option, you know, Mortal play, on, Kombat play with those 11. PlayStation visuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. I don't think that's unreasonable. Yeah. No, I know I get you. Like I was going to say, Mortal Kombat's like a game where I think fidelity does matter on these newer entries and you want to play it like with the best frame rate, especially with fighting internet. Games. You, yeah, uh, that code and stuff and switches. Yeah, I, I, it makes sense. I, I was also not completely like joking about like, yeah, it's, you're, it's probably better off you're not playing on Switch. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 is the, it's the highest play, placement 
on the monthly bestsellers chart since ranking third in June 2019. So this game came out forever ago, like mm-hmm. over like over a year ago. A year ago, yeah. It's back. It, 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 it's back in the ranking so high because of like this update. Um, it is currently the fifth best-selling fighting game in U.S. history. Wow, the fifth. Fifth best fighting Holy game shit. of all time. Holy shit. And Mortal Kombat as a franchise is the best-selling head-to-head fighting game franchise in U.S. history in both units moved and dollar sales. A lot of entries, too, for a sure. A lot of entries. Prolific. Legacy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Street Fighter has a lot of entries, too. Oh, totally. for sure. Street Fighter and, like, Mortal Kombat are, like, what I think of when I think of fighting games. Yeah. Not necessarily in terms of, like, quality or anything like that but it's just like those are the two biggest names to me mm-hmm. sure. um yeah uh aftermath i think was a genius move i was a little shocked at the price initially it's like 40 bucks for this thing hmm. but it really does feel like mortal kombat 11.5 it has this sequel vibe to it almost because we're continuing the story there's a ton of cutscenes levels stages friendships characters i mean it is it feels like a soft sequel in in Mm -hmm. that regard and especially if you didn't own it before just buying this version um it was it's just a really smart wait can you just buy this version and get everything you can buy like the bundle i think which is like 60 60, for everything okay yeah yeah, that's that's good and they've Uh, also done like balancing and stuff like remember remember hearing plays about the tower stuff they, they mm-hmm. addressed all that by now, I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah, a lot of that stuff. They made it easier to get hearts. Uh, and of oh, course, right. all, the, all the DLC characters were so mm-hmm. cool. I mean, Terminator spawn, Robocop. Oh, yeah. Oh, Way gosh, too cool. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I think they've done such a great job. Yeah. Uh, and it was interesting to see Ed Boon tease that uh, their next fighting game project may potentially not, neither be Mortal Kombat nor DC Justice. superheroes. Wow. It might be uh, something new. Wow. I, I can't even like think of what that would be. I really I cannot even guess. I know that's I what makes it guess. so exciting. Yeah. Like, do you guys <laughs> even have a guess for what it could be? Like, no. What? I think it might be something just new. Like, just brand new characters yeah. in the world. That'd be that'd be wild. What if it's? What if they're making Killer Instinct, Damiani? <laughs> oh wow, they got. Wow, so Microsoft ported them to make the new a new killer instinct i mean the i mean one yeah. the, the killer instinct has a legacy of amazing net code and more mm-hmm. common also has an amazing net code I, I i think i'd be pretty excited i think to see that uh i, I think that has a lot of potential there mm-hmm. i i think that could uh that could go places i'm not I'm not well versed enough in uh, new Killer Instinct and new Mortal Kombat to say. I always say you can tell the fighting styles are way different. They they definitely like feel. I've played both of them a little bit. I can tell they're different to play. Uh, but I mean, Neverland has proved themselves. They're very good at making fighting games, mm-hmm. and I yeah. expect they could adapt to making a more Killer Instinct style combo, like faster paced combo heavy with like you know count, like combo breakers and. That level of that style of play, like a lot of juggling and stuff like that. I, I feel like hopefully about, that's right. Hopefully it's about that. <laughs> what about Star Wars? And it's also Star Wars fighting. I think Masters EA? of Terracassi oh. or whatever. I think EA has like all the rights to Star Wars games. They pretty go work much. with EA, but it. it could be uh, <laughs> Harry Potter. Yeah, Harry Potter fighting game. Yeah, or uh, Lord of the Rings maybe. Lord of the Rings. I think it might just be something new. 
I would love to see some Star Wars fatalities, though. Vader I just being a Yoda fatality. I don't know if Disney would allow that. <laughs> baby Yoda fatality. Yes, yeah, there you go. Bum, they do Dude, a Mandalorian fatality. Yes. Yeah. Dude, Mandalorian should be it should have been a guest character in Mortal Kombat. Oh. Dude, next time, next time. That's next, a great time, one. Time. Um. Well, yes, Mortal Kombat 11 doing very well in the sales, and then. uh Nintendo Switch games, as we said, a few of them doing well in the sales, but uh, not as many in the top 10 as, uh, as we usually see. Mm-hmm. So we already covered uh, Animal Crossing, Mario Kart 8, Xenoblade, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Those are obviously the top four selling Switch games of the month. Quick question. Was that Xenoblade's debut month? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was number... It came out at the end of the month, so it, oh, okay. it was number 14. 14 so end of the month. Yeah, okay. it came on the 29th, so it only had a few days of sales. Okay. Yeah. So like I don't, days, but I still don't days. think it's gonna chart. I, I don't think it's gonna chart higher in like June things. Um, I don't even know if it's chart. That. Yeah, I hope it does, but I don't. I wouldn't uh, keep my hopes up for that. All right. So number five, um, we used to be a usual suspect in the top tw- in the top ten of uh even the top twenty. Sorry, it fell at the top twenty of the MPD. This has been a mainstay for a long time. Uh, we talked. We've mentioned this game a lot. Uh, setting records for the series, uh, highest selling entry in the series now by a lot. Smash. No, we talked about Smash after. Oh, Smash. these are these are new. These ones are the, the, the last six spots. Mario Kart. Lu- Luigi's Mansion. No, we were talking about Mario. So we were set, Animal Crossing, Mario Kart, Xenoblade, Smash. Ready, set. Those are the top four. Luigi. Uh, Luigi's Mansion is down at number nine. Oh, this one's Pokemon then. Pokemon Sword is at number seven. Hmm. This is a massive franchise. Massive Mario, Zelda, Zelda, Link's Awakening. No, the Breath other of one. Wild. Breath, Breath of the of Wild. Wild is at number five. Got it. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey is at ten, the tenth oh, best-selling okay. Switch game of the month. Um, we have two more. Um, Dude, was Mario Odyssey twenty seventeen? Yes, October twenty seventeen. <gasps> Uh, Domin, do you know how well Link's Awakening did? Oh yeah, it's it sold better than the original. It's it individually it sold more than either OG Link's Awakening or Link's Awakening DX. Oh okay. So it's a highest selling individual Link's Awakening entry. Has not sold more than both those combined, but it sold like four point something million. Oh, okay. it, it sold pretty well. Yeah. Uh, it just has fallen out. It didn't have long legs on right. it. Unfortunately, it got it got its like all its sales in the first two months, pretty much, and then the the holiday boost. I'm guessing. Uh, there's one more Mario game in the top ten. It's 2D Mario, and it was a oh, Switch. Oh, New Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe is number eight. Number six, Ubisoft game, popular franchise, casual franchise, been around since like the Wii. It's always top seller, comes out every year. Oh, just, just dance? dance, just dance 2020. Still going, is, man. That is your uh, top ten for the May 2020 Switch Animal Crossing. Mario Kart 8, Xenoblade Chronicles, Smash Brothers, Breath of the Wild, Just Dance, Pokemon Sword, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, Luigi's Mansion 3, Super Mario Odyssey. Nice. So, Do we have Odyssey's lifetime sales? Oh, so yeah, I can bring up... I would love that number. So we can go through... uh, uh, (laughs) I'd love that number. I would love that. I just want to to feel the love. FY 2020 report sorry just bring up the website real quick uh that's the pdf i want the site i need the site shit. pdf 
Uh, give me a sec. But while what I want, I do want to talk about. Um, why? Why does this not do this correctly anymore? This is so weird. It's like everywhere immediately when the news. Here we go. Found it. Investor relations. Sorry, IR. All right. So you want to see software? We need to see software. 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 Odyssey. Software. Odyssey. Financial data. Dedicated video game sales units. Here you go, Michael Huber. Mm-hmm. So for top selling sales, so you want to know which one again? Odyssey. Odyssey is tied for third place of the third best selling Switch game lifetime to date with Breath of the Wild to get uh, this is this is as of uh, the end of March of this year. So Breath of the Wild is clearly past it by now. Let's is this see. including or excluding digital? This is everything. This is Nintendo's okay. own report. Sick. So that that uh, as of the end of March of this year, they were tied both at 17.41 million copies sold. Wow. Damn, dude. I was expecting like 30. Keep it going. Expecting to- <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> GTA 5 so can, like I, can I tell you this, Huber? Mario Kart 8 yeah. Deluxe has only sold 24.77 million oh, shit. as of the okay. end of March. Wii U, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Nintendo 3DS best-selling game had 18.71 million was Mario Kart 7. We wow. non-bundled games. We sports is a whole different story. We sports yeah. had eighty-two point nine million. That was bundled <laughs> in a lot of regions. But the best-selling non-bundled game for I think ever for Nintendo is Mario Kart Wii, which moved thirty-seven point three two million. So that is the best-selling non-bundled wow. Nintendo wow. game. So thirty-seven yeah. million is a high point here. <laughs> yeah, they're doing pretty good. So expecting thirty million. I mean, New Super Mario Brothers on DS. <laughs> reach that mark it was only game on ds to reach that mark so yeah Huber. Uh, <laughs> like a lie quick thing <laughs> off, the, off the top of your head Damian, do you know what the lowest selling 3d zelda was uh the lowest selling 3d zelda i believe is skyward sword there is a oh. there's a zelda sales page i'll bring it up real quick wow it's so zelda interesting because it's on wii which is like at the, the most. end of wii that's shocking. But I wonder if just I mean, the motion control. The t- I mean, the correct answer off. I think is either. I mean, the technical correct answer is either the Wind Waker HD or Skyward or Twilight Princess HD, because those are sure yeah any of them. But if you're talking about OG releases, so I'll go down the OG releases here. Ocarina of Time sold 7.6 million on N64. Majora's Mask sold 6.36 million on wow. N64. Damn. The Wind Waker sold 4.43 million on GameCube. Uh, Twilight Princess sold 8.85 million on GameCube and Wii combined. Mm-hmm. Twilight Princess is actually the second best-selling Zelda game of all time. Hell yeah! Uh, Skyward Sword sold 3.67 million. It's oh. the graphics, man. People just yeah. don't. And Wind Waker so, too. People just don't like cartoony graphics sometimes. So Majora's Mask is the lowest-selling one. I mean that that followed. That, I mean it followed up Ocarina of Time from seven million to 3.36 million. But the original, the original Wind Waker sold 4.43. So Skyward Sword is like, that was a new entry. It wasn't a sequel, wasn't a spinoff, uh, had a lot of build up to it. So Skyward Sword only sold 3.67 million. At the end of the Wii cycle, so the largest install base of any yeah, Zelda yeah. game. Yeah, shocking. And only sold that much. So yeah. that's why I always say Skyward Sword was a fi- as the like, least successful financially of any 3D Zelda. Because Majora's Mask was spun off from the assets of Ocarina of Time and stuff that wasn't... Mm expected like, to sell that much gamecube's install base was so much lower and yet the one like you're still sold 4.43 million yeah but yeah like uh twilight princess hd only sold barely over a million so if you want to go the technical answer is twilight princess hd wii u 
but yeah, that's Wii U. That's Wii U. Uh, if you want to get really sad, Link's Crossboat Training has sold uh, 5.79 million. <laughs> what? Yeah, Link's Crossboat Training is one it. of the best-selling Zelda games of all time. <laughs> I had it too, and I wanted that. Like, <laughs> we, you know what we need to do? We need to do a group stream of Link's Crossboat Training yeah, handing full play off. Through. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Yep, that would be uh, I we really need to show that show that off. Um, but uh, well, while Switch hardware is doing well, it seems it's obviously having a record-setting year. Animal Crossing, um, record-setting game entry for that series. All the entries in that and like a Nintendo's franchise have been doing so well on Switch. We are at a point now. Um, whether or not the sales show it's doing well, a question that's going to start getting louder and louder from critics out there is the question of if, if and what, if anything, Nintendo should be doing in preparation for next-gen's, the onslaught of next-gen. We've seen Microsoft's uh, third-party offerings in hardware. We will see their first-party lineup uh, in a little, uh, about a month, month and a half, roughly. Uh, I think it's end of July, mm-hmm. uh, beginning of August is going to be like the bombardment of their software and finalized details. We just had the PlayStation 5 event yesterday. Um, saw first-party offerings from uh, from Sony Studio, uh, PlayStation Studios, and uh, third parties there. And I have some patron questions here. Great. I have some questions because originally we were going to do this episode uh, solely about what Nintendo might need to do. Uh, thankfully, we got some news, so we don't have to do so much of that. So we got some questions here. I want to know your thoughts uh, uh, on these topics here. So first up... Um, Let's talk about ports. This question comes from Bun. Uh, a tad early, but definitely relevant to the next-gen talk. Do you feel that developers, namely Virtuists, are up to the task they put them themselves to to port next-gen games to Switch? A lot. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Virtuous did the, the port of Outer Worlds, which Bun calls out. A lot of people seem ske- skeptical after their shoddy port job of the Outer Worlds, and yet they remain, Virtuous remains confident they can port PS5 and Xbox Series X games to Switch. They made that bold claim that they could do that. Mm-hmm. And yet we saw the Outer Worlds, and Outer Worlds on Switch is a disaster. Absolutely atrocious effort. Um, like probably should have scrapped that out to get out there. But we've seen good, good efforts of older games, like id Software uh, games being ported. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we've seen some decent efforts on there. But do you think as we head into next gen, this is only going to become a little bit more unfeasible? Yes, especially like a year or two from now when we start moving away from cross-gen versions. So they'll probably be more okay right now when there is a bunch of cross-gen versions of games. But like once we're further than that, it's going to really start to show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. You have the ultimate ace in the hole in Mario and Zelda, but I feel like you can play those one more time each, right? You can get your Breath of the Wild 2, your potential Odyssey 2 to kind of counter the PS5 and the and the Series X, uh, and that'll buy you some time. But I feel like a couple years from now, when those new consoles really start kicking into overdrive, uh, it's going to be a huge difference visually, because... You know, even now, like, visually, Switch yeah. is, is lagging behind. But it doesn't matter as much right now, of course. But, you know, once those consoles get, yeah. get gone. They'll be okay a lot more in the indie space, I think, Damiani. Because mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. a lot of those games won't be as graphically demanding, probably. But, like, if we're talking, like, AAA games, then I think they're going to get left in the dust. I mean, but they always do with that. 
Like that always happens in, at a point. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's always been one of the, the mantra, the MO of Nintendo since we left the GameCube era and entered the Wii era that they don't keep up the spec with uh, their competitors. I will say maybe this was this and Wii U were maybe the closest they've ever been um in terms of recapturing that but mm-hmm. they have clearly like there's a gap there obviously between the, the systems switch launched in 2017 okay so three years. You, three years yeah i mean five years and then a new nintendo is that that's crazy possible to, like you know i know i know playstation lasted like seven years but to me that seemed like a little too long mm-hmm. so if you get a new nintendo console I mean, it's not. I don't think I'm crazy for thinking about that. I know. Yeah. I know it's still kind of scary. Like, oh, the Switch still seems really new. Like, Nintendo, two years is still a ways away. Yeah, Nintendo always does whatever they want to do. They do their mm-hmm. own thing, even when third-party support support falls by the wayside. They still lean on the strength of their first-party offerings, and we do know for a fact we have a Metroid Prime Four in the works. We have Breath of the Wild sequel in the works. Those games, as far as I can tell, are probably very likely not coming out this year which means they are the very earliest 2021 titles, potentially 2022, mm-hmm. which does cover the next two years. They've got other titles in the works we've seen as well. We've seen Bayonetta 3. Um, we've heard like inklings of other projects, like we think there's another 3D Mario game in the works, potentially. They have uh, another uh, Pikmin 4 in the works. There's other projects they have in the works, and if they just stagger those releases, they will have quality titles for the next two years on their own. Mm-hmm. It just comes down to we, that is the same old song and dance. It didn't. It, it worked for a while on Wii, um, and then people kind of got tired of not having some types of experiences on their Wii. Uh, there were a lot of other issues there potentially. And then you had Wii U, obviously, which you know just like failed miserably. I, I wonder if there will be a tipping point where it, it the the kind of like the luster of the Switch, like the appeal of playing games on the go, which seems to be what everyone points to, including I myself in the past, point to. That's like its biggest selling point. I can play almost all games up to current gen games right now offerings on switch on the go and that's fine that, that, that's why i love this system and but will that be enough in a few years will that 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 yeah. still be as strong of an appeal to people i guess is the real question i mean i think the switch is already such a success like they really don't have anything to worry about it's just the the ultimate question of like two years from now what do the games look like on Mm -hmm. series x and ps5 two years from now what does switch have in their library two years from now so there's still a lot of factors at play but nintendo does nintendo and as long as you have 10 out of 10 mario and zelda games like you know and then other offerings that people are just so hungry for like animal crossing and pokemon and mario kart and smash like they have franchises that people are so obsessed with so i don't think they have anything to worry about but the question does remain of like will they release a new console in two years you know how big of a gap will playstation and and microsoft have that's so that, that's a good point. Uh, our, our next question kind of touches upon what, what should Nintendo, like hardware-wise, what's Nintendo's course of action? Varun um, uh, Kashwaha asks, looking at options going forward, do you think Nintendo would go the route of creating a Switch Pro in addition to the Switch, or should they move forward with a full replacement with something like a Switch 2? 
Would forcing developers to make games their games playable on both consoles be something that would hurt Nintendo in the long run? So I think I think a pro would be a mistake. Mm-hmm. I think I think because if you do a pro and it's a little better with new consoles coming out also, it's like, I'm not buying that thing for a little better Switch. It would have to be way better, mm. but then they're alienating the original Switch users in a sense, and then you're delaying the new console. Like it's, it seems really messy, whereas I think they should just kind of ride this out as long as they can go. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do a Switch Pro, especially after 3DS, that whole thing. Like, they love upgrades. I I don't think it's that big of a deal getting a game to work on two systems because everyone already does that. Everyone already does that for Xbox and PlayStation, so I don't think that's out of the question for them. Well, I mean, to be fair... Xbox has a stellar, Microsoft has a stellar track record with, with, with their backwards compatibility. But even them, they don't have everything fully compatible, especially the further no, back you well, go. Well, I'm saying like every Xbox One game you could play on Xbox One or Xbox One X. Yeah. I'm saying that's what Switch so, would be like. That would be great. But then my counterpoint wants to be PlayStation, Sony, everything's, every PS4 game is not going to be backwards compatible. As far as we know, they have not come out and said that. They said there will be a growing list of games <laughs> they haven't finalized it yet but it sounds like there will be some ps4 games that will not day one work on ps5 I'm not, yeah i'm not talking about switch 2 i'm talking like switch plus a, a, okay the ps4 sorry, Pro sorry. equivalent not like a I, brand I new you. system okay my bad my bad i was like jumping ahead to that could hold them over for like two years i guess if they wanted or two or three years i would say so I was of the mindset with, I was with Huber. uh, I'm more of Huber's mindset now, but I was with you, Brad, last year up through Mm -hmm. the beginning of this year. I thought this was the year for Switch Pro. 2020 needed to be the year for the Switch Pro if they're doing it. I kind of think with how things are going, I think 2021 will be too late for Switch Pro. Maybe. Yeah, because everyone will be buying new stuff. stuff. Yeah. I I just think, so here's the thing. I think, I, I, I understand Nintendo has been doing Nintendo is a place, the Switch is a place to play older games right now, as well as new games. Mm-hmm. All these classics being re-released on like eShop, stuff like that. Like, excuse me, like all the Resident Evil games coming out pretty much on Switch, minus, you know, the newest ones. It's like everything from last gen or earlier has potentially can come out on Switch. Like the sky's the limit, except for Nintendo's own back catalog, which they seem reluctant to put all their games on there one way or the other, where it's you know, a service, the online store, just selling them piecemeal on the eShop. But that library is going to run out at some mm-hmm. point. And like that appeal is only goes so far. And I think Switch Pro would have done enough to buy a few more years for them. I, I, I think, I honestly believe the best course of action is to get out the, the Breath of the Wild and, the, and get, get out all the games they have currently planned for Switch, get them out in the next Move two on. years and move on to Switch 2 and make sure Switch 2 has what I was talking about. It better have backwards compatibility 100% with your Switch lineup. At least all the, like, digitally at least, that should be able to support them if they want to change me. I mean, they seem to be going kind of backwards in that sense lately, so. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That's not what, I mean, this is what I hope and wish, but uh, Nintendo doing that is a whole nother story. They yeah. obviously, I mean, they obviously could do a pro. Maybe they want a pro, but I, I, my, I guess my argument is I don't think a pro will help out enough to bring any PS5 or Xbox Series X games to Switch. No, I don't think, I don't think it will either. 
I think a Switch 2, like something that puts it more on par with like PS4, Xbox, basically needs to be as powerful as current gen consoles before we skip to PS5, Xbox Series X mm-hmm. in, in portable form, essentially. Mm-hmm. If they don't make that, if they don't meet that threshold, yeah. I can see them struggling to keep the amount of third-party support they have, except indie games and smaller projects and stuff like that, which you could argue that's enough but I, I will miss, you know, I, I expect on Switch 2, I want to see, like, RE7 on there. Like, the games I missed out on this channel, I mean, I, I mean, sorry, the games I want, may want to play again, but, like, I don't want to sit down and play them. I just want to play them, like, on the go or something. Those are the games. That's the library. All these games that came out this gen that didn't make it to Switch that were multi-platform. That's the next crop of games I want to see. Totally. Portable versions. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's the way they continue that momentum. That, mm-hmm. that, that appeal they have. And I don't think a Switch Pro is going to cut that at this point. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, though, dude. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, because their systems always come out in between generations now. So this is something I feel like they're going to face every single time. Mm-hmm. And then you just release an Animal Crossing and you sell over 10 million units. And I you mean, say, you just yeah. resell, <laughs> you know? resell the same old, you resell Mario Kart again. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they could just take the graphics of Mario Kart 8, Mario, Mario Kart 9, put mm-hmm. like all the Nintendo characters in it, call it Mario Kart Ultimate. 20 and million. like it'll probably sell more oh. than Mario Kart 8. Deluxe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like th- that, that is the thing about Nintendo. And, and but that's always been mostly true. Uh, it's more true now with the Switch because they got like their mojo back. But at the same time, I do understand that there are some people out there who want they want more than just Nintendo first party offerings. They do mm-hmm. want the fill. But again, you can point to all these other games they put out on Switch that probably are never going to stop coming. As you yeah. said, like indie offerings. They're like, they do so well on Switch. Yeah, well, when, you, when, when Nintendo plays that game of not necessarily trying to be the tech leader, like that's just the way it is now. Like you're not going to have all the third party games on there anymore. Like the best looking ones anymore. Yeah, I know that's a thing for you who was mentioned in the past. Like Nintendo just doesn't keep up technologically with the competition. And mm-hmm. it, I know you said like it's irked you some at points. You know, it's been or Sometimes. at least a disappointment that it's not quite at that level for like because you like you you know like when you look at Breath of the Wild, but then you look at Horizon, like you know Breath of the Wild could look like Horizon if Nintendo had the tech and stuff. Yeah, it and doesn't bother like, me little... as much because okay. like tech isn't everything like breath of the wild is so much better than horizon like horizon looks 10 times better but to me breath of the wild is an infinitely better game so yeah graphics aren't everything but at the same time when you have both when you have a resident evil remake on gamecube and it looks and is phenomenal you know it's that balance it's freaking awesome yeah i yeah there i I, I will not change my stance on this until Nintendo comes out and says it otherwise. They're never gonna they're never gonna compete on a technological level with the competition. Nope. I do think though, to be prudent and to be smart, I hope the lesson learned is there is a baseline they do need to be hitting though. There is a level that they need to have where it, it incentivizes third parties to work with them on so, in some capacity mm-hmm. uh, and, and deliver this level of success. They have leverage now. They are such a successful company. Uh, sorry, the Switch is such a, su- a successful selling platform right now to offer Switch 2 and like whatever their successor is going to be and say it's going to be more of the same. Just hear the new spec requirements and stuff. 
work with their third parties, talk with them. Like I yeah. hope they're having that communication with them to find a happy like medium there, like a middle ground to work with that satisfies like as much of their concerns as possible. Cause can you imagine like Nintendo's doing so well, right? They're playing their own game. They're crushing it, doing their own thing. Can you imagine though, if they had the visual power of PlayStation and Xbox and you were getting third-party exclusives in the vein of Resident Evil Remake, like, they would be destroying Sony. Not destroying, but, like, they would be, it would be, like, an even bigger advantage. Well, the Switch thing is the reason, or a huge reason it's popular is because it's portable. True. Yeah, so I, just I be think insanely expensive. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure, Brad's sure, exactly sure. right. Sure, I think there's sure. you can't have <laughs> you can't everything. have it all. You can't. It's you your can't. stat point allocation, dude. Yeah. You can't put it all on there. They that's tried. Right. That's God mode. You can't. They do that. tried and they failed, so they moved on to their own strategy. Yeah, for sure. Good call. Um, regardless of what they're gonna do, there is a, a question comes from a Fogbound Hero about what we're gonna see play out this holiday season, assuming Xbox Series X and PlayStation Five come out. Uh, in the last three months of this year their question is for the panel based on what was shown at the reveal event and assuming the ps5 uh based on what was shown at each console's reveal event do you think the switch will continue to be the number one selling console for the last they say the months of november december but like for this holiday will will switch remain the number one selling unit when it goes head to head with those two platforms and then they ask how about a year from now i think the only way I could see Switch outselling it, like newer consoles this year, is supply and demand mm-hmm. for this new hardware. Like if, if the like PS5 and Xbox Series X or whatever sold out anywhere, I think people are just ready to jump into a new console. They're ready to go for new generation. Yeah, I agree with Ren. It's going to be all about supply and demand. How many PlayStations and xboxes can they make you know obviously covid has impacted that i would imagine like manufacturing but you know we haven't even seen price of those like yeah you start bundling a new breath of the wild or mario for 300 bucks and that switch looks yeah don't get me wrong i think it would still sell a lot Mm -hmm. but i think just new consoles will be so hype yeah i think it'll be the closest it's been in a long time uh, mm-hmm. I, I think they'll be very close and very competitive the sales of the three systems i mean i still see a possibility where switch is still the number one selling because as you said it's harder for a new console to sell because they only find that amount of units at the beginning mm-hmm. like hey, they got to ramp up production and when the current situation in the world i could see them having some su- supply constraint and so they just physically can't have enough units out there to match what switch already is going to have available and so switch will if the switch sells all their units out those by default win um but at the same time like a year from now will be that was the last part of their question might be a different story a year from now for sure i I could definitely see that exciting Mm -hmm. damn excited mario and zelda are somewhere right now cooking yeah i can't wait to see that metroid is cooking (laughs) It just so it makes, gives me such anxiety that we don't even have direct announcements anymore to give us at least a twenty four hour lead time. It's just, just boom here it is. Shadow drop, yeah. Shadow yeah. drop in the morning. It could be any day, <laughs> any day. Be on high alert. Just be yeah. ready. Breath of the Wild coming, coming, coming. Where, what, what, what? Yeah. Shadow drop. Mm-hmm. I gotta it's watch the morning talks about. I don't want to see all the breakdowns before I get to it. It's like, oh geez, it's it's a little. I, I kind of do. There was a question here. 
of this Nintendo from Straw like, Hat really Ninja. quickly, really quickly about tech too. Like, Brad, man, don't you want Castlevania to come home? Like, how some like beautiful next gen looking Castlevania shouldn't that be on like a Nintendo platform? Like, and it just doesn't seem possible in a sense you know it, so it depends with castlevania if it is i yeah. for me i i my opinions on stuff is different than a lot of people and i want the best looking version usually of everything possible mm-hmm. so if they did like a new big deal 3d castlevania i don't like if it was switch exclusives like cool but i would yeah. want it to be like it's on pc it's on ps5 yeah. and xbox like, i want it to look the best it can look yeah because, like, even still, like, Bloodstained, dude, like, when that came out on oh, yeah. Switch was, like, pretty rough, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now I finally play that game. I'm like, why is having trouble running on Switch? Yeah. What? <laughs> um, like, damn. How you liking it, Damiani? Love that freaking game. Uh, it, it's growing on me for sure. Yeah. I'm starting to enjoy it more and more there. Sick. Love the music in that game. Yeah. <laughs> they really... Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Um, uh, yeah, I was mentioning directs because uh, Straw Hat Ninja asked, "Do the Nintendo need directs anymore?" I, I say yes. Yes. Because as I was saying, like I-, I hate being on edge like this. I hate being on edge, worrying about like that. I thought that the point was maybe to make people not worry so much, but I think it's just I, it's just a way I think Nintendo fans work. They're just like more obsessed about where's the next thing and stuff like that. I do hope. I mean, I feel like the, that's, that's like video game fans in general now because <laughs> the people have been trained so long of like conferences and directs and if you don't hear something for a long time especially when like other companies are doing something everyone gets real antsy because people are like nintendo what are you doing this year like what's gonna like what's happening kind of thing like that worried worried we'll be left behind yeah it's like what are you guys doing yeah no left behind is a good way to appear it like you know fear of missing out fomo yeah uh the last question i want to ask on this subject comes from logan with Sony having a digital-only version of the PS5, should Nintendo do the same with a much larger amount of memory than the Switch currently has? Love and respect. Sure. We're getting to that point now. Cheaper digital-only mm-hmm. version. Yeah, sure, we're getting no, to that point. Yeah, where people Nintendo, are willing to do that. Nintendo did say also, uh, I believe it was from Furukawa, uh, current CEO, president of Nintendo, so they did see a, a spike in uh, digital-only sales for Animal Crossing. It was the highest percent of the game ever. But they also tempered that uh their their conclusions they drew from that by saying we understand it's a unique special circumstance right now yeah like i bought digitally because i couldn't go get it mm-hmm. i still think that once people get a taste of that like the situation forces you to buy it oh yeah way, it's just it's gonna skew it pushes the needle even further in that direction yeah so I, like I, I, even i buy more digital games than i used to so, yeah but it's like i still like prefer physical but i do buy more I'm in the same boat, so I wouldn't be surprised. The uh, only I, in fact, my, my switch light, this... my switch light. I hope, I wish it was. If they could have made it even cheaper, I wish it was digital only. Absolutely, would take that. The only, the only reason I need a disc drive is for movies and backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the two, choice. really, the only two main reasons. So, so the thing I like about physical still is that i can like lend a game out or something like that yeah. which i always really like mm-hmm. i still love like for yeah. us like we're in a very unique situation where like this is our job to cover games so we usually don't have a problem buying games but it's like the idea of being able to share a game with someone is still really sick to me 
response. Yeah. Did you bring your point? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I missed that a little bit, Brad. Uh, I would miss that a little bit if I went all digital. But more to Huber's point, it's these platforms, the, like, like we saw in the PS5 event, you know, pushing like 4K, you know, Blu-ray videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like my PC doesn't have any disk drives anymore. So it's like, how do I watch all my, my collection of movies? I got to yeah. put it in my PS4 or my it's my systems, my console. And if I take away that from my consoles, you know, do I have to haul Nothing. out an older console just to have out there as my media player? But the backwards compatibility thing, we talked about this. Really, for me, like the PS5, it depends on that list of games. If it's comprehensive enough and it covers every game I own, I'm like, cool. I'm going to upgrade to, uh, I'll use the disc version. I'll get mm -hmm. the disc version. But if not, I'm like, I might, if it saves me money, especially that sucker is really expensive, I might need to cut whatever quarters I need. Briefly, Damiani, but I was like, man, what if I have, what if I get a physical copy for work or something like that? Oh. That's all we get. That's a good what if the my, my biggest fear is that the that. is that the PS5 disc version will be louder? It could for be. For some reason there's like a disc drive in there that's different hardware, like will it affect noise or I don't know. A lot of factors. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh Tommy, just to go back about your point about Nintendo, is if sure. they do digital only, the thing that really worries me about that is <laughs> how they handle like digital games. And transferring oh. your data it's like you cannot have that if you're going to do that if you're going to make an all digital system like everything needs to be much more streamlined and you can hop back and forth easily that yeah I, thank you for reminding me about that brad nintendo does have a very bad track record like they're when it comes to digital so far behind stuff. in a lot of those aspects that makes yeah you about stuff that like. that's a very good point what if um, what if the next switch <laughs> is Nintendo Switch Internet Edition and it has just better internet? It comes comes in with like <laughs> broadband. Yeah, it broadband. A, yeah, it has the <laughs> Ethernet jack finally yeah. in it. <laughs> yeah. Does oh that make you buy a dongle? They literally have made you buy a dongle. A dongle, since the Wii. dude. I was like, come on, they've just not had a built. It's like, come on, Nintendo. Why? Why the hell do you do this shit? They it just shows I just don't online like, is not like yeah. their biggest focus. Yeah, they like don't give a shit. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they need to step up their game and online department. That'd be something they could I I hope they you know what I'd rather them focus on that than some like if it was digital only or hey, we could uh put the you know, more resources into uh into better online infrastructure, but you guys gotta buy more physical copies. Sure, mm -hmm. we'll, do it. we'll do it. Like, think about Ben when he lost his 3DS. He talks about, and he just oh. lost all those games, man. It's Nintendo account system. It's real. Like, it has been. Yeah, it frustrates Freaking me to think that like you have to worry about that. Whereas like PS4, PS3, uh, Xbox 360, Xbox One. There's so many ways to easily back up your shit. Full control, pretty much and restore restorative options nintendo has slowly improved or and offered more things they're just too damn slow they're too stubborn mm -hmm. i don't like it they need to i'm mad that they're not at least on par with their competition the fact that pokemon and smash saves are locked out is the dumbest shit when yep. cloud saves and backing up is the dumbest shit ever yep. i i'm i will not stop calling them out on that because it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. There is no any excuse about integrity of preserving the online experience goes out the win window with how prevalent hacking and cheating is on their in their games. How easy it is to do. 
it's it's this it's not it's nonsense yeah it's absolute nonsense don't yeah. buy it they gotta step their game up man yeah absolutely like uh, sorry i don't want to go tangent but i've been like really kind of disappointed with nintendo's online for switch it's like i really just missed really the bad. eShop, man or like or the virtual console just being able to buy those old games uh-huh. like i know they want that subscription thing which like might financially is probably better for them but I just don't like the fact that I don't have that option to buy a game anymore. This has been categorically worse in every way. Exception is the emulator functionality on Switch because it's the SES, NES classic stuff, like the mm-hmm. rewind stuff. That's slight. That's slightly yeah, that's, better than that's anything. That's cool. But everything else has been, in my opinion, worse. Yeah. Uh, less less of a value in it, even though it's cheaper price. It's just. I they did they barely add any more games anymore. They're pretty much dead. Oh, two random games every like mm-hmm. few months. That's whatever. I'd rather be able to buy whatever I want from the, yeah. the virtual console service because like they they're charging you piecemeal. And then yeah, like their online infrastructure is so bad. Like it's not just I mean there are other uh, games out there that suffer from bad netcode, but Smash Brothers never ever being a possibility to be in an online only nope. tournament. So it couldn't be an Evo Online coming up because. They didn't want to allow that because it's just bad net code. They don't yeah. want to be embarrassed. They don't want to be embarrassed. Plus, players can't even play it that way. It's it's like it's such a fucking liability for them. Sorry to, to say that, but it is true to have this bad online inf- like bad net code for so many of their games. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe online problems out the gate. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate online issues out the gate. Still has connectivity issues. Bad net code for a fighting game. It's the only ones that even. Animal Crossing, how much of a pain in the ass is it to oh. go to the airport, register? Yeah. Like, it's they make it so freaking ridiculous. They just don't know how to, like, simplify things. And and just, like, tr- there's always going to be people have bad experiences online. There's no way you're going to stop that. So just, like, let people be able to eat more easily access connecting with other players. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's not it's not their focus. They've historically, even though the late Awada – had a, uh, had a quote that uh, probably, you know, haunted him a little bit about his stance on online. That's not just, was not that important and stuff and didn't mm. see it as why the need to be important. And it's clearly a very important part of a yeah. lot of gamers, to a lot of gamers, sorry. Yeah, I mean. You're absolutely right, Brad. It's just, yeah, the, the resistance of change from them. Nintendo, yeah, they always just drag their feet with online yeah. stuff. You just think about. They're like two generations behind always yeah. in online because like that's the three. foundation like, right? three, yeah like nintendo super nintendo and like, it feels like i'm playing on ps2 online man I, yeah like i would say switch online yeah it, 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 there's some part it's like a hybrid there's some parts of it that feel a little bit like like sort of caught it like 360 ps3 era ish at the very least but then there's shit on it that's like this is like older than that like this is like mm-hmm. archaic yeah oh step it up just yeah just like they're te- like unlike them being a tech parody with their competition online is something i do think is going to continually hurt them and it's something they would solve and take more seriously it, it, i think it would pay off very well for yeah. them it, it, it would it's something worthwhile they should invest in definitely yeah it's like look at the ps3 the ps3 was like not there was like the store was a, a terrible mess when it came out and everything like the online wasn't good but they had put an effort to making it better and it's like you gotta have that now that's the standard for systems like microsoft set a standard and everyone like sony eventually caught up and it's like mm-hmm. nintendo you should catch up dude you'll just yeah. make more money 
What's funny is they had all this talk about going into the switch. They were hiring these uh, mobile specialist companies to come in. Uh, like was a DNA, I think yeah. maybe was involved at one point of, of helping design their online infrastructure and delivery system for switch. And it just, remember how long we were waiting for online, yeah. even the subscription. Yeah. Yeah. This feels like, like one of the worst like issues with them they just did not take it seriously at all this gen didn't care they were like the japanese side seemed so nonchalant about it yeah they kept saying oh it's coming don't and it, like it'll be worth it when it's coming and like really it, it was no it was not i was like uh, sorry we'll get that broadband edition this year <laughs> yeah, that's the, 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 the switch b the switch b there you go b uh. edition be for broadband I, again they the come out with like a giant ethernet cable they're yeah. like you've asked for it here it is <laughs> just them turning around a new switch and it has like an ethernet jack in it already will yeah. be like oh my yeah. god Mar- I mario clap. comes out mario comes out plugs it into the wall it's like oh <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like uh i can't handle this my brain's getting overloaded with the uh the shame <laughs> I feel when I think about Nintendo Online. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode, though. <laughs> um, thank, uh, thank you to all the patrons who submitted questions. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't give you an update uh, about Paper Mario and the NPD. There's a, there's a shadow drop out of nowhere. Uh, that was Nintendo and the NPD. It just happened. You know, that's what it is. So, unfortunately, I apologize you didn't have a chance to ask questions about those. Uh, but thank you, everyone, who submitted questions about the, the future of Switch in relation to PS5 and Xbox Series X now having their full unveilings and uh, what we think about the future of Nintendo with those. Um, if you'd like to submit a question for uh, consideration for a future episode of Friend Code, you need to be a $5 and a patron. The week we are recording, I'll make a post calling for your submissions. Um, and uh, thank you for those of you who submitted and support us that way. Also, five dollars is a uh, five dollar patrons. You're part of our early access tier. You get episodes of many of our shows and podcasts early. Not this specific episode of Friend Code, and you're not even getting it on time. So I apologize for that. Uh, but usually, it does come out in advance of the public version. But for everyone who watches it uh, when it goes up on, on YouTube for public, thank you for supporting the show in your own way. Um, and we have some shout outs for the, uh, for the month of May 2020. And as a reminder to my panelists here, uh, when I'm done and I do the prompt for shout out, we all say it together in unison. There's okay. no cadence or anything. But uh, our shout outs for the month of May 2020, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, L. Thanis, Blue, and Black Lives Matter. Shout, shout out. out! Thank you again. And uh, yeah, thank you both of you for joining me and uh, talking about this. Glad we got some MPDs for you, Huber. Mm-hmm. Uh, glad we got to talk about uh, <laughs> online shortcomings. Hey, um, anytime I get to yeah. rag on Nintendo's <laughs> online, I'm happy. <laughs> hey, well, they got to get one of these things right someday, right, Brad? Yeah. Achievements online, like just Something. keep giving them something. They got the bingo card. They got to hit one of these here, dude. <laughs> Broken clocks right twice a day. You know, some Nintendo's got to get it right at some point. Uh, And again, thank you everyone who watches the show. And until next time, may the way of the hero lead to the Triforce.